The last kilometer to the surface was the roughest of the entire trip after escaping from the stricken Rashnu. Flak guns, pulse fire, and missiles tore the skies apart as yet more craft swept down to disgorge their warriors into the fray, at least those that managed to avoid the gauntlet of firepower before crashing into the city as burning wrecks. Roxana had taken the controls against the complaints of Glorcon, who was convinced he was the better pilot. She'd maneuvered them over the last hill range and brought them low off the landing grounds where so many craft had positioned themselves. Lines of tracer fire arced upwards, each stream seeking a target to cut apart. All the others could do was hold on to their seats and pray they would land in one piece. Come on, put us down, Glaucon growled. Not yet. I'm taking us to the forward position where Cyrus has established his front line. The IFF signals show that troops from Mino ships have landed as well. Cyrus must have persuaded him to help. She paused for a moment before adding, Unless you're planning on waiting this one out in the rear? Tamara chortled at the implied cowardice, looking away to ignore the glares from Glaucon. The craft shuddered as Roxana lifted the nose slightly to avoid gunfire, and then dropped back down. Two rockets narrowly missed them, and then they were over the secondary landing area. They moved over three landed transport just seconds before one exploded in a massive orange fireball that sent metal and bodies flying in all directions. Xenophon watched the destruction as they screamed past. Glaucon's right. We need to get down. The numbers aren't on our side. Roxana banked the craft to the right and aimed directly at the outer walls of the citadel. Okay, I have a drop zone. Three hundred meters ahead. Hold on. She dropped the nose, jinking from side to side to avoid incoming fire as she closed the distance. It was incredible flying, and even Glaucon kept his mouth shut as they covered the short distance. Roxana said no more until they reached their glide path and started the landing procedure. The vessel deployed landing skids and the main engine's reverse thrust at the last moment, so that it feathered just before touching down. They made contact with the ground with a loud crunch, and then off came their straps. Glaucon was first up and slammed his fist against the airlock seal. The first opened quickly, and he turned to help the others leave the craft. By the time he'd helped Tamara up, the warm air outside had wafted into the vessel. "'Everybody out! Now!' ordered Xenophon. There was no hesitation, and Artemis and the others moved right behind him, stepping out and into the shattered street in the heart of the city. Large numbers of buildings were burning away, but they paled to insignificance compared to the vast bulk of the citadel of Canaxa. The massive walls were pockmarked with damage and holes from the opening phases of the battle. Groups of automaton soldiers rushed into the ruins of the city to take cover from the blistering levels of gunfire coming from the walls. At the same time, large numbers of wheeled and tracked vehicles accelerated over the rubble towards a dozen small breaches that had already been opened up. Artemis stopped an officer as he led a company of soldiers to the front. She spoke briefly, and he then continued onwards. She looked to the others. Their second wave has breached the outer defenses of the first star fort. Tao Chi troops are fighting through the defenders and making progress. That isn't the main effort, though. They are keeping them busy, so the primary force can breach the main walls. Mino and his men are assisting Cyrus at the main wall over there. Artemis pointed off to her right, where the thirty-meter-tall wall joined the two star fortresses together. The forts were separated by almost half a kilometer of wall, and right in its center was a massive arched entrance and thick metal doors that looked as though nothing could breach them. 
Each side of the arch was protected by a quadruple tower arrangement and filled with turrets and soldiers. Why the wall? There is more open ground and little cover. It's designed that way to create killing grounds. True, replied Artemis, upon spotting the arrival of an eight-wheeled armoured personnel carrier. It was dull grey, and its front left corner was mangled from a crash or impact of some kind. Unlike most of the other vehicles, it flew the colours of Cyrus's Anosian guards. It skidded, and a hatch opened to reveal a smartly uniformed officer. He looked to Artemis, and then to the Terrans before speaking in a clipped accent and almost flawless English. Lord Cyrus asked me to look for any survivors from Rashna, he explained while looking up to the sky. The smoke was becoming thicker, and visibility had already reduced substantially since they had landed. He looked back to Xenophon, noting his uniform and Terran rank, but the Terrans looked equally surprised to hear the Medes' warrior speaking their own language. 